Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So, so good weekend so far? Yeah. Yeah, sad. Yeah. We're recording on a Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning. I leave tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. You're leaving. You're going to uh, hang out with your celebrity friends. Just going to go hang out? Yeah, with your celebrity friends. Going to go fishing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it must be nice. It, it is going to be nice. I'm really yeah. looking forward Nobody to it. Nobody ever invites me fishing. Because you're the worst. What do you mean I'm the worst? You are the worst. My dad was a super skilled fisherman. What's that got to do with you? Everything. It's, okay. in, the, it's in my blood. You hate outdoors. I hate fishing. You hate everything. I, hate, no, I don't want to. Yeah, no. That's not my thing. No, you hate everything. And I'm I don't hate gonna, everything. I, yeah, you do. I hate I, most I, I, things. Listen, here's the thing. There's things that I really enjoy, and mm-hmm. this is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I don't need you ruining it. I'm not ruining it. No, no, no. I don't. By going, you might. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, hang on. I, got I was looking for uh, some sort of a receptacle that could hold the ashes of my <laughs> tobacco. There we go. We are all good. So, yeah, you're leaving. You're I'm going leaving. Out of time. What time do you leave tomorrow? 11 a.m. flight. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're going to you're coming back like midweek, though, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just a quick in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That'll be a nice little getaway. It'll be a nice getaway. Yeah, just chill, the rooms fish, are... hang out with your buds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We're pumped. We're pumped. Yeah. I know Izzy's pumped. It was his birthday yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, so Friday. Um, and yeah, he's excited. He's excited to go. Now, are you gonna like take some pictures and show me like, hey, hey. oh, yeah, I asked you already. You're gonna do that. You're gonna send me a picture. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, post I some like photos. Like, like, well, no, no, not postings <laughs> for everybody. I want my own special <laughs> private viewing. I want you got to send me like, hey, here's me and Clay. Here me and Clay and Izzy. Here, oh, take it out. Hey, man. Shirts off, guns out, like whatever. Like do, like do some cool stuff, you know? <laughs> all right, all right. Because right. that would make me feel good. Like you'll, you'll feel part of it? Yeah. You'll feel part of it without having uh, to yes. go through the rigor yeah. of fishing. Yeah. It's We're not, going it's tarpon, not, tarpon fishing. It's just, I don't know. If, if, I, if I could just go and sit on the boat in the shade, I'd be fine. I don't, I don't understand I, It's you. like the whole like fishing thing. Like, I don't know. And it just, it seems like... I don't, it feels rather predatory, you know, towards the fish. I don't like that. That seems a little. <laughs> I mean, you feel like you're you're an oppressor. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just uh, just taking advantage of them. They're just chilling, and then you lie into them like, "Here's some food. Can I feed you?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, thank you, man. I'm really hungry." And then you're like, "Gotcha, gotcha." Yeah, seems kind of cruel. Hey, Jimmy, what are we doing today? Well, we uh, we're going to go through two questions of the Baptist Catechism, question forty six and. 47. 49. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. 46 and 49. Oh, they go together. Yeah, we're gonna, 46, 47. Cool. So, question 46 starts off. Where is the moral law summarily comprehended? Or summarily. Summarily. <laughs> summar, summarily comprehended. The moral law is summarily comprehended in the Ten Commandments. No duh. No duh. Now, it's interesting because we've already talked about the moral law, right? Being the unchanging, mm-hmm. you know, standard that reflects God's character, stems from his very nature. It is always true. It is always applicable. And we talked about that a little bit last week, and now we are here, and it's very specific. Where is it summarily comprehended? We see it in the Ten Commandments. And one of the things that that, that people wrestle with is, is okay, well, if this is, if this is a... If these laws are always true and have always been true, mm-hmm. then were they in effect, were they in place before the law was given at Sinai? Like, w- w- were these things still right and or still wrong before the Mosaic Covenant? 
were they still right or still wrong? Mm-hmm. They hadn't been that? given yet. Yeah, but you think they're still... Wow. I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, people knew not to kill. Did they? Uh, Well... Okay, fair point. I duck Katie. Why? I know where you're going. But, but yeah, but, but, even, but, he, but did, he did know. But he did yeah, know. It was a bad wrong. thing. It's a bad thing. I should not be doing this. Yeah, don't do this thing I'm about to do. You know, <laughs> it's a dumb thing. Yeah, I'm being a big selfish. So baby yeah, I mean, right people. Now. Even though it, you know it wasn't out there yet, people, it, it was known. These, this is that that moral law that was written on people's hearts. They understood. Mm-hmm. You know, do not murder. Do not steal. Yeah, but then there are people out there that go, oh yeah, all ten. All ten, all ten were moral law, and they all had it on their hearts before God gave it. <laughs> what about the fourth? What about the Sabbath? Mm. Mm. Oh, because the Sabbath. How would they have known to do that if God hadn't told them? So obviously, because God modeled for them. Yeah, but creation. they they were they weren't paying attention, and they didn't. <laughs> don't bring that up. And then they probably forgot, anyways. Uh, but you're right. Yes, no. God modeled it. It had been passed down. Uh, and in fact, we see Israel keeping the Sabbath, talking about the Sabbath before the law was given. Mm-hmm. And they're in the wilderness before they get to Sinai. They're observing the Sabbath. Yeah. yeah Manna. Yeah, yeah. When can't you do it? Don't be getting it on not, the Sabbath. Not, no, no, no. Nope. No, you're going to get the smackdown. So all of these things were uh, given to humanity. But even before the fall, by them being imprinted on the heart and the conscience. And of course, to varying degrees, this has been uh, marred, marked, or disrupted through sin. Um, but yeah, yeah, these, are, uh, these have been perpetually binding. Now, in the Ten Commandments, we see them in the context of the Mosaic Covenant, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's given to Israel as a theocracy. But what sets them apart from the rest of the law, because they were sort of recorded differently, right? Like yeah. the, the laws, all the, you know, the 600 and some odd laws, uh, you know, they were written down. But the 10, Moses well, didn't write those down. Well, no, De- uh, Deuteronomy uh, 10.4, right? He wrote on the tablets of the same writing as before, the Ten Commandments the Lord had spoken to you on the mountain. Well, sorry, wrong verse, but... Previously, it talked about it was by the finger of God. Yeah. The finger of God itself. Right. Or himself. uh, Yeah. Laid it out. In stone. Yeah. I remember I was, uh, when I was in seminary, I was uh, was arguing with some guy about the Ten Commandments and whether or not they're perpetually binding. Mm -hmm. And uh, and of course, Jimmy and I think that they are, but we, you know, of course, there's, you got to nuance things and explain Mm -hmm. how. But yeah, we, we'd say all 10 perpetually binding. Um, and I had some people pushing back on me. So just out of curiosity, um, I started looking into biblical scholars at various seminaries across the states. And I wanted to ask them, what is the significance of the Ten Commandments being inscribed by the finger of God in stone? That's all the only question I had. Mm-hmm. Just a very simple answer. And I emailed lots of guys. And just the- so you know, this is the way Joe is. If Joe really wants to stick it to you, he won't stop. He won't stop. He can't let things go. Continue. Okay. If you want, I'll tell you the Ed Stetzer story uh, one time. Yeah, I would like to hear that. So I... uh, so I, I emailed all these guys and it, like these are well-known big like names. Like these are these are the scholars that Bible nerds know. They write commentaries and they all said mm, they were written in stone by the finger of God to represent their permanence. <laughs> they are everlasting they are you know they are you know they're always in effect and they said it in different ways just thought that was interesting because because you won the argument because well yeah well, i won the argument before i asked 
I just wanted them to know that I won the argument. I, I wanted my opponent to know mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. uh, you got to do something with that, right? That actually does mean something. No, absolutely. Yeah, because it, it, it makes an impact on how you view it and how you, uh, uh, the importance of it in your life now, right? Because right. for some people, there's that view that the law is no longer important right. by any means. Yeah. But even though, even though Christ has paid the penalty for our disobedience to the law and he himself has has fulfilled the law mm -hmm. uh, perfectly, we're still called to perpetually obey that. Yeah, keep that law. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I think I think that's a really good thing to say. Like, it, 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 it's practical that it's in stone. It's forever law. Mm -hmm. So... Because I, I think what you're uh, what you're alluding to are those people that would say like, hey, man, the law led us to Jesus. Now we're done with it. Exactly. It was, you know, like the training wheels that taught me how to ride the bike or something. I don't know what it, the gospel bike. They're like, well, no, it, it's, that's a it's a big part. It's a part of the bike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part of our Christian faith and we are supposed to keep it. This is why Paul says the law is holy, just and good. Right. The law is um, what does he say? Romans 7, 12. So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good and he, he's really clear about this the, the problem with you the problem with me is not the law it's our sin it, the law is good or it's our sin that's that's so that messes us up and puts us at odds with the law mm. so i like that i like that you're you point out that it's practical it's in stone to, yep. to remind us this is not going to fade away the other laws like civil law ceremonial law fulfilled uh but this law fulfilled but forever in effect yeah love it so what about this uh, th this follow up? Uh, in why are we looking at the next question? Well, uh, you, here we go. Hold on, forty seven. Shall I read this? Well, they can't read it. You know what I mean? They you can't know, dude. Just, like I'm trying to have ahead. a conversation with you. Yeah. And you're just. <sighs> you know why? I just, you know why? Because <laughs> you got the T-shirt from Dave DeHaan. Well, they, they don't okay. know about that yet. That's a th that's yeah. Thursday's I know. Episode. I know. Yeah, we had a guest on, and he brought Jimmy a T-shirt. Didn't bring me one. So. Question 47. That is 47. What is the sum of the Ten Commandments? The oh. sum of the Ten Commandments is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, and our neighbors as ourselves. I love that. Yeah. I love it because it it puts the commandments in the context of of affection. So it's not just like a like a like blind obedience. Yeah, blind obedience like a like a like a like a, an officer barking orders or a parent like just tell you, do it because it's got to get done. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> that's not very motivating. <laughs> there's, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and Joe's privilege. He gets to ignore those cops. Good, continue. Oh, I don't ignore them. They ignore my infractions. <laughs> no, no. I, I receive them gladly with all the police officers. <laughs> Did I tell you Jen got pulled over again? Again? Uh, yep. Uh, she took a picture, sent it to me. Again. 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 Do so you want to guess why? Uh, taillight. I don't know. I'm no. Trying to... No. Well, why, why does she get pulled over? She's pretty. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, for speeding. Oh, she was actually speeding? She's always speeding. Oh, I don't know if she's always. She's always speeding. All right. I, I know. I don't. I'm... And so I was like, last time she got a ticket, I was like, how come they're giving you a ticket? Why didn't they just let you go? She's like, no, because I was doing 20 over. <laughs> I'm oh like, gosh. girl. And they probably rounded down for you to be nice. <laughs> okay, so this time she got pulled over. She sent me a picture. I'm like, what? You can never say another thing about me messing up about in it. Because, like, you always get pulled over. But this time they gave her a warning. Mm. Lady cop. Lady cop. Showed her some mercy. 
All right. No. So, um, so when you look at the Ten Commandments, I, I think that there is a temptation for some of us, especially people that tend to be a bit more rebellious and selfish and, and you know, um, proud. You don't like people telling us what to do. You want to do your own thing. And then law just seems so like arbitrary and outside of us. But when you start reading the way that God talks about his commands and when he summarizes it for us, whether that's through Christ or the prophets, he says, no, listen, the, the law is all about love. You're called to love me, yep. and you're called to love others. It it really is about love, which doesn't make it sentimental and mushy. It makes it rich and beautiful and even like, wow, desirable. Because I think on a it's easier for us to tap into the, the need to love people than it is the need to obey. The need to love seems like an easier access point. Like, yes, I desire love. I, I'm made to love. I want to love somebody. Love seems good. Obedience seems alien and hostile. But for God, and Jesus says something, if you love me, you're going to do what I mm -hmm. say. They go mm -hmm. together. So I like it as a as sort of like a, an easier connection point. Yeah, I think some people think, I think, I, I think I agree. I think on the flip side, uh, I do think there's people that want to avoid the love and think that they're obeying perfectly. Oh, like yeah. they deceive themselves in oh, yeah. thinking. Like I'm, the I'm Pharisees. Okay. okay, yeah, there you go. Pharisees, yeah, yeah. Um, into thinking like, no, I, I'm obeying pretty well. I don't need to go like, and maybe they won't say I don't need to go, but functionally, like they don't, they desire not to be there. Yeah. They, they, they believe that they don't need to go even though they're not going to say it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, it's that we talked about it last week, right? It's the whole thing about, you know, loving mercy, not just doing it. Right. It's like, yeah, I think you're right that there are, there's probably two ends of the spectrum, right? When it comes to uh, obedience and love. Some people focus on external obedience and they leave off love, like mm -hmm, the Pharisees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, well, I'm giving to the church. That's how I support those who are in need. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. need actually need to open my home. I don't, to I don't need to be hospitable. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to meet with people. I don't need to be part of uh, uh, a CG or sorry, a community group or Bible study group yeah. or any of those things. I don't need to be involved in the life of the church and the life right. of individuals. I've put in my time in the past, so now I'm done. Now, like, I'm, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? So, but then on the other hand, there are people that are like big on love, but they misunderstand it as if love can be demonstrated without obedience because you're not loving your neighbor if you're not obeying God's commands on yeah. how to take care of them. You're not loving God if you're not obeying him with respect to his person. Mm. So it's probably the lovey-dovey types that are a little loose with the law. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that are like more law oriented, but they're a little loose. They're loose on the love. love. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. not like, you know, like loose and like freewheeling. Like they just don't. No, 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 no. They're not. They're not liberal. They're not liberal. <laughs> no, yeah, they're yeah. miserly. <laughs> they're. They are. Uh, they are not. Loose is not the right word. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but they are. They're, they're not as interested in in exhibiting it. So, um, you know, the the the, the Ten Commandments, um, the, the some of them being love. We, we see this in a in a few different places in Scripture, right? When Jesus is asked, "What's the greatest commandment?" Right. And he says, well, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord and to love your neighbor, just as it's explained here. Why do you think love is a fulfillment of, how is it that love is a fulfillment of the law? Because I think some people want to take that and be like, okay, so it really doesn't matter what you do as long as you have good intentions. But that's not what it means. So, No, because like one can be outwardly obedient, right? Mm -hmm. But not inwardly affection i think i think it's the affection part that god's after right god is after mm. uh because where our heart goes i think our where our heart goes our hands go yep right uh mm. and so as mm. you like that I like that yeah yeah and so yeah i mean i think that's that's what he's drawing 
want to, dr to be drawn out of, right? This love rather than sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and for, because that, that exhibits the heart of God for others, for sinners right. and saints, right? Um, so, yeah, because I, 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 it'd be cold. I think that's pretty much it. Like mm -hmm. a cold, distant. Yeah, God's not, God's not creating employees. Yeah. Right. They, yeah, that's, and that's even some employees it. have a really affectionate relationship with their employers, but in general, mm -hmm. it's not. It's not family. It's business. That's yeah, it definitely I, depends on who it is, right? Like, you know, I mean, like for us, yeah, as a it, family business, we we very much value uh, getting to know and being being you know part of our employees' lives. And right? you actively, and I know because I see and hear, you actively take care of your employees. Like you treat them like family. Mm. So obviously. Because a lot of them, I've, you know, they are. They, well, yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah. but not, not even that, but like for a number of them, they've been, you know, with us yeah. since the beginning, right? Right. I mean, I, I know, you know, like our maintenance guy, um, our maintenance supervisor. I mean, I've known Tony since I was 16, yeah. 17. Longer than you've known your wife. Longer than I've known my wife. You right? really have a, probably a more profound and deeper relationship with Tony than you do with your wife. Well, I mean, I feel like our texting back and forth at mm. 2 a.m. Yeah. really, really kind of solidified that. Because he's always there for you. Yeah. And he doesn't complain, does he? Not, not once. Never, not once. Never once. Nope. Does he ever, does he ever like roll his eyes when you like, you no, leave he does your shoes not. a little too far close to the door or something? No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you know, we value, but so it is forward to me, but I've been in those, in those, uh, yeah. um, those situations mm -hmm. even at churches at churches i'm at thinking churches, like i know you've been in church situations I, where it feels like okay it's just an employee in a number and it's yeah. like a small church and even like it ain't even like one of those big mega churches where they because organizationally structurally like there is a sense of separation and distance yeah. right can't help and it and i you can't help it but at a small church and it's like ah, i feel like it's just i'm just a number yeah you know it doesn't help when they actually call you by your number at that church because i know like yeah you know, they three just, two three four six eight seven yeah which was ironic because there were only three people on staff there but they still had very large numbers for each one of them exactly to just to further dehumanize you three three six four three 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 four six eight seven <laughs> i'll remember it so the whole idea with with love is that to sort of maybe make it a bit more complicated for people um but to love God is itself law, right? Love is a fulfillment of the law, but yeah. to love God is itself law. Like we're commanded to love God. We're commanded yes. to love each other. It's our duty. It's our responsibility to love God. Um, Joshua 23, 11, yeah. good heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. And we love him because he is lovely. We love him. He loves us in spite of our ugliness, yeah. which makes it amazing. But we're not worthy of, but he is worthy of our love. Yeah, and you know, uh, we love because he first loved us. I mean, yep. even um, uh, trying to think here, like Proverbs eight seventeen, I love them that love me, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, we're called to love him, and and it's reciprocated back. There is, uh, there's actually the whole. We need to do an episode on this. Maybe we get David Murray on to talk about it. Oh yeah, because there are some really interesting nuances to God's love for His people. That, that, that vary. And, and most generally, I think people can say like, um, okay, the God has a general benevolent love for all human beings, but then he has a particular love for his people, right? Mm. So we can differentiate it like that. Yeah, yeah. But even then, like the, the way that the Bible talks about love is a little more complicated than a lot of people want to think or at least admit. But I think we can say this, that when we're, when we're looking at the law of God and his commands for us, we need to recognize that like his commands are perpetually binding. Yes. But when you say perpetually binding, it sounds like shackles. 
right? Because that's how I've always worded mm. it. Because that's the old wording, perpetually binding. Um, you know, but they are forever relevant for you know forever required of us. They are they are always in effect. But I think when you understand that, it really it really does come down to whether or not we love the God who made us and gave us this law and love the people that he made in his image, it softens me up. I just know that when I have to do something for the family, when I have to do something for the family, it's like, uh, okay, so the other day, hmm. I walk in. Okay. All right. Jen's gone. She's at jujitsu. Okay. So she's not Again. Home. Yeah, again, again. All the time. But that's great. We love that she's doing that. All right, so I get home. Uh, I walk in. One of my kids, Bonger, he is at the table playing a game on the computer because his schoolwork's done. Eli is in the back room watching a show or playing a game or something, right? Or he's on his phone. Uh, Madeline's upstairs. Catherine's at work. Two dogs are in the house. I walk in. And what do I see right in the middle of the, the foyer when I walk in? What, what do you think I see there? Uh, you, well, you just said, talk about two dogs. Yeah. I'm going to say a present. Yes, uh, a, a nice like 98 degree mm. steaming pile mm. of present. Mm. So I walk in and I see that and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, guys. Aren't you keeping an eye on these dogs, taking them out? Like what's going on? But all right. So I go and I'm like, I gotta clean this up, right? And that's the, one of the worst things I have to, I hate doing it, it's so gross. So I got, I've got this disinfectant, this whole thing. So I'm walking to get the gear to clean it up and I walk in and I look to my left and our new couch, oh no. Oh yeah, it looks like um, oh, an, no. somebody put an IED underneath it and set it off because it's just torn apart and there's foam everywhere. Oh my! It's goodness. like Raven. Raven went to town on that couch. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Here's what now. What I what I have to do is mm -hmm. I gotta I gotta clean up this mess, and um and not lose my cool. So, okay, I, I allowed myself to lose my cool a little bit. I'm about to say, yeah. Uh, yeah. I lost my cool a little bit, uh, but then I reined it in, cleaned everything up. But but it, whether it's a surprise situation like that or it's the like, oh, wow, I have to, like whatever it is, like whether you got to, whatever the daily work is that you have to do. When I think about things that I have to do, the job itself doesn't motivate me. It doesn't, the duty doesn't motivate me. It's love that motivates me. So wait, it wasn't the duty that motivated you to pick up the duty? Exactly. I just, as soon as I as soon as I saw the glint in your eyes, you said, you're so happy right now. <laughs> duty did not move me to clean up the duty. Mm -hmm. but, but love, love motivated yeah. you yeah, be, to yeah. move. Well, it's like, and you don't always think about it that way. And, it may, it may, and maybe you're not. Maybe you're being motivated by something else. But mm -hmm. love is the thing that actually will motivate me to do something without yeah. regret, without, yeah, yeah. without resistance. It's like, you know what? I want to bless. I want to take care of. Like, I don't like doing things <laughs> yeah but i i love my wife yeah and i i want i like the idea that she's gonna come home yep. and not see this yes yes she's yes, gonna yes, walk yes. in and be like okay and not have to deal with that it doesn't yep. even have to register yep. and so like now what i'm struggling with is is like do i send her a picture of what i just walked in on <laughs> does let her know let, let like, her know what i did is it but, more no for real is no, it more important for me to clean it up but i want to be no i want her to know that I cleaned it up, or is it more important that it's not even on a radar? It's more important it's not even on a yes, radar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that, that doesn't come natural to me. No. I want the props. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the props. I want the points. Yeah. 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 But that's not love. And the rewards. <laughs> you know, um, I do. I do. So I'm learning. I'm learning. Like the, the more you understand love, love for God, love for others, the more I think motivated we are to actually delight in the law, especially once you know you've been forgiven.
Hmm. Because, uh, you know, the law doesn't, uh, the law does condemn you. It cannot save you. But in Christ, you are saved and the law no longer condemns. Hmm. So it just guides you. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFortune.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit the store, JoFoStore.com and grab some gear. We got Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday, blog post on Wednesdays. We got some video content mm-hmm. over at the website. Oh, we and, got some plans for some more video content. Oh, yes. We're and, big on plans. Big on plans. Yeah. Uh, not execution. No. But we've also got that uh, all access exclusive content, uh, Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over at drfotion.com slash all access. Later. Mm